the Fantasy Shed On Air podcast. Everything you need to win your league. And now, your host, Rich Piazza. All right, thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed On Air. I am Rich Piazza. This is episode number... Uh, it doesn't matter. It's been a long time. Um, this is the first episode of 2020. How about that? We'll go from there. And today I'm going to be talking about some free agent predictions of the quarterback position. I'm going to start with Drew Brees, who is the number one ranked quarterback, in my opinion, as far as free agency goes, and we'll go on from there. Now, in my opinion, Drew Brees is probably one of the easier free agent targets that we can predict here as far as the quarterback position. I don't see any scenario where he leaves New Orleans. I know they have some very high praise for Taysom Hill, and perhaps Taysom Hill might be the future of the New Orleans Saints. But for right now, it's still going to be Drew Brees. I think Taysom Hill also resigns with the team. But look for Brees to stay with New Orleans on a one- or two-year deal. My prediction is two years, $56 million with $34 million guaranteed. This way, if he retires or if they decide they want to go in a different direction next year, they will not be on the hook for the entire $56 million. That was an easy one. A more challenging one would be Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. He's in a tricky situation because he wants $40 million a season, and he's not going to get that, and he shouldn't get that. He's not a $40 million a season quarterback. Now, the Cowboys could look to franchise tag Prescott and then possibly trade him while signing somebody else if they want to go in that direction, and that somebody else could very well be Tom Brady, who we'll get to in a little while. But there has been rumors about that. I don't see that happening, although if Brady does in fact leave New England and the Dallas Cowboys, to me, if they go that direction or want to go that direction and Brady from a win-now standpoint, now he's 43 years old, the Dallas Cowboys present Brady with the best opportunity in the win-now scenario. I don't think this is going to happen, but they can't compete for a Super Bowl right now. I think they could still draft a quarterback in this year's draft, having him learn under Brady for the next couple years. But I'm not too sure that Brady, at this point in his career, is that much better than Dak Prescott. But this is the Dallas Cowboys. This is Jerry Jones. We know how much Jerry Jones wants to make a splash. So I guess it can't be ruled out. But in the end, fairy tale stories that we want to hear about, especially for content purposes, they don't always come to fruition. And because of that, I think Dak remains with the Cowboys on what could be a franchise tag to begin with, leading up to a multi year deal before the season begins with an annual salary of 32 to $34 million a season. And that is what my prediction is for Dak Prescott. Speaking of, Tom Brady. Rumors have been swirling for a while. They're picking up steam regarding Tom Brady and his divorce from the New England Patriots. And I'd say it's probably about 50 50 in the industry and amongst fans 
about whether or not they actually believe that Brady leaves New England. And there's been more and more hints. I know a video just came out on Twitter that showed Brady and Edelman at a basketball game. And you can hear Edelman saying or mouthing, he's coming back, he's coming back. And Brady just has a little smirk on his face. And I'm not an expert lip reader, but I'm pretty sure what I see Brady say is, I'm not. I'm not. Some people have said, he said, this guy, or that's a lie. You can make your own interpretation. It's all over Twitter. Go find it. I'm sure it won't be that difficult to do so. But I am starting to believe more and more that Tom Brady is not going to be with the New England Patriots in 2020. Now, could this all very much be smoke? Of course it can. But it's not fun if we think it's smoke. It's a lot more fun if we talk about Tom Brady in another uniform. Now, the hardest part for me is trying to predict exactly where or what uniform that will be. Now, by now, you've already heard the teams as potential fits. Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, Chicago Bears, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tennessee Titans, even the New York Giants. If it's about winning another Super Bowl, and it doesn't have to be, if you're Tom Brady, You don't have to win another Super Bowl. You've cemented your place in there. Now, perhaps you want to go out there and show everybody, hey, it wasn't all Bill Belichick. And maybe that's the motive behind Brady leaving New England. Or maybe that's behind the motive of Belichick maybe not wanting Brady back. But that's a whole other story for another day. If it's talking about winning, Another Super Bowl. Now, I mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. That would make the most sense from that standpoint. But of the aforementioned teams I mentioned, none of those teams get me excited. Now, you could say the Tennessee Titans, who were in the AFC Championship game, that would be a winning situation. But look at how they got there. Ryan Tannehill played well, and I'll get to Tannehill in just a bit. Derrick Henry and that defense is why they were where they were. Are you going to bring Tom Brady in and only have him throw the ball 30 times or 25 times a game? That's not why you bring Tom Brady in. Because you could get that from another quarterback, from Ryan Tannehill, who will probably come at you cheaper despite having a career year. How about the Chicago Bears? Are they ready to move on from uh, Mitch Trubisky? Now, yes, Tom Brady is absolutely an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky, and that defense is phenomenal, and you could very well win. But I don't think Mitchell Trubisky was the lone reason why the Bears didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish in 2019. He's part of it, no doubt. 
So of the teams that we just talked about, or that I mentioned, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bears, the Titans, the Giants, the Tennessee Titans and Chicago Bears, aside from the Dallas Cowboys, probably present Brady with, I guess, the better chance or best chance in winning and going to a Super Bowl. But I don't necessarily believe that a fresh start with a new team and winning a Super Bowl is what will drive Brady ultimately to another city. At 43 years old, wanting to play at least another two years, Brady might be looking at what's next. The next chapter in his life after football. Where can you settle down with your family? When you look at situations like that, and it's the same situation, I guess, that LeBron James had when he went over to the Lakers. What's the next chapter in his life after football? So I narrowed my destinations for Tom Brady down to three. And they are the Indianapolis Colts, Las Vegas Raiders, that's weird saying that, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when I take a closer look at each three destinations, the Raiders, they present Brady with a new city, a new NFL city, the bright lights of Las Vegas. What better to open up a new city than to go in there with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's also a very nice city for Tom Brady if he wants to continue the Tom Brady brand, TB12. That's an interesting scenario, and there have been rumors that they plan on being in on the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Well, if that happens, then that would leave Derek Carr as an available free agent quarterback, which I don't have on my list of discussing because he's currently not. But like New England, what do the Raiders have as far as offensive weapons? Yeah, you got that tight end. You have Waller. He's not going to be Gronk, but he's very, very good. You have Hunter Renfro. Is he your Julian Edelman? Perhaps. But I don't think you have the supporting cast just like he didn't have the supporting cast this year in New England. Now, maybe Brady can do more with what's there than Derek Carr did. Maybe the Raiders go out and sign a free agent wide receiver, though there's nothing out there in free agency that really excites me either. Of course, they could go and draft somebody like Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb or something like that as well. So while most people have Brady and the Raiders as a marriage, I'm not sure I'm, re- I'm willing to go to that, that route just yet. I think there are better options. That leads me to the Colts. They have the luxury of playing indoors, which I think is intriguing. It's a smaller city, a quieter city, which might be intriguing, especially 
in retirement days. They have some good young weapons at wide receiver, including T.Y. Hilton, obviously. Is that something that might intrigue Tom Brady? They have the second highest cap space, which would enable him to go out and get even more weapons on both the offensive and and defensive side of the ball that could surround Brady and make him more comfortable. If the Cowboys franchise Dak, well, then they can't franchise Amari Cooper. Maybe they go out, the Colts, sign Brady, get Cooper to play alongside Hilton and some young guys, Pascal, Paris Campbell. That's an option. That's an option. I kind of like the Colts as a landing spot. But that's not where I have Brady going. My prediction for Tom Brady is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this kind of goes hand in hand with Philip Rivers, who I'll speak about next. I think they're interchangeable. I really do. And I feel like if one ends up in Indianapolis, the other ends up in Tampa Bay. Now, I felt all along, as soon as we heard rumors at the end of the season that Phillip Rivers was not going to be back with the Chargers, I thought Tampa Bay was for sure his next team. And it still very well could. Although, if you hear at the Combine, you really hear a lot about the Colts and Phillip Rivers. So if the Colts go the Phillip Rivers direction, Maybe they don't want to wait. Maybe they don't want to wait for Tom Brady to make a decision. They have the cap space and they want to burn it. If Rivers ends up in Indianapolis, I think Tom Brady ends up in Tampa Bay. If Brady ends up in Indianapolis, I think Rivers ends up in Tampa Bay. So I think their decisions are going to coincide with each other. From coaching to the offensive side of the ball, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers give Brady exactly what he needs. Multiple playmakers on offense. And the Bucs are right behind the Colts as far as cap space goes. So they have enough to go out, get Brady, maybe add a dynamic running back, while still upgrading on the defensive side of the ball. And look, you have the Atlanta Falcons struggling. The Carolina Panthers in a transition type of year. And the New Orleans Saints also with an aging quarterback and have limited cap space. Maybe, just maybe for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, adding Tom Brady, adding to the running game, adding some defensive players, might just put the Bucs at the top of that division. What was the biggest problem, I think, for Tampa Bay last year? It was the turnovers. Jameis Winston and his 33 interceptions and 12 fumbles, that puts a strain on the defense. And they were still in games. They were in shootouts, but they were still in games. You limit those turnovers, and a lot of those games turn to wins. Bruce Arians 
with Tom Brady, with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, add a few more pieces and there you go. So prediction, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay on a two-year, $62 million contract, all guaranteed. So I spoke about Phillip Rivers just a minute ago while bringing up the Brady situation. So if I said they're interchangeable, which I think they are between Indianapolis and Tampa Bay, I have Brady going to Tampa Bay. That means I have Rivers going to Indianapolis on a two-year contract with 48 million guaranteed. I'm sorry, 48 million total, 30 million guaranteed. And I think playing indoors for Phillip Rivers is a lot more important than it is for Tom Brady. I think that truly helps. All right, let's move on to Ryan Tannehill. Now, Tannehill revitalized his career last year, as well as the Titans season. The Titans were 2-4 and four through their first six games. That's despite a defense that was only allowing 15.3 points per game. So Tannehill was named the starter for the remaining 10 games, a 10-game stretch in which he led the team to a 7-3 record and a spot in the playoffs. Now, they didn't ask him to do too much. He only threw the ball an average of 30 pass attempts a game, which is tied for fewest in the league during that span. But the results of putting up points on the board and getting wins, that's what's important. The Titans averaged 34, 30.4, 30.4 points a game from weeks 7 to 17 with Ryan Tannehill. That's almost double the production they had from weeks 1 to 6 under Mariota. The offense changed a little bit. More running. A little more balanced. So along with that and the smothering defense, the Titans were in the championship game, the AFC championship game, where obviously we know they eventually lost to the world champs now, the Kansas City Chiefs. But he did enough. He warranted himself a nice payday, free agent year, and I don't see why the team would fix something that isn't broken. So Ryan Tannehill goes back to Tennessee on a three-year $75 million contract, average annual salary of $25 million with $55 million guaranteed. Well, Tom Brady's in, in Tampa Bay, so what about Jameis Winston? Only 26 years old still, he has shown flashes of why he was the first overall pick in 2015. He also has shown why he shouldn't have been drafted at all. Now, highly doubt that the Bucs would franchise Winston and sign Brady or re-sign Winston and sign Brady. Although I think Winston could learn a lot, obviously, from watching Tom Brady. But he did have a 5,000-yard season this year on a whopping 626 pass attempts. 33 touchdowns. That's the good part. But 33 interceptions and 12 fumbles, that's the bad. I mentioned the Tampa defense before, but that defense isn't good enough and won't be good enough in 2020, even with some additions, where they could handle 
that many turnovers or be involved in as many shootouts as they were this past season. That's why I have Brady going there. Now, Winston, in my opinion, is still a starting caliber quarterback. He is. And I think he gets that opportunity again in 2020. Now, what happens after the season? I don't know. That's anybody's guess. But based on my prediction, the team that is signing Jameis Winston is also going to be drafting somebody very early in the first round at the quarterback position. So where is that? Winston takes over in Los Angeles with the Chargers on a one-year, $24 million contract, all guaranteed. Like I said, what happens after that year or after this upcoming year is beyond me. That leaves Marcus Mariota. Another tricky one to predict because we don't know if somebody is going to take a chance on him as a starter or will we have to settle for or will he have to settle for a backup role. Some reports have the Patriots as a potential destination if Brady departs there. That does make some sense. I can see Bill Belichick doing a lot with somebody like Mariota. But that's not where I have him going. I think he signs a relatively high backup contract with the opportunity to start. And that's in Chicago. Chicago Bears, one year, $10 million, all guaranteed, with some bonuses that could reach up to $14 million. Put the pressure on Mitchell Trubisky. Make him earn that role. Make him earn that job. I feel like competition is good for everybody, right? Have Mariota, have Trubisky, battle it out. The best man wins, and best man just daughter. If things aren't getting done, you could always switch back to the other one. Last but not least, I have Teddy Bridgewater, and he hasn't been able to land a starting job since coming back from that gruesome leg injury that almost cost him his life. He did play well in the five starts he had for the Saints this past season. He went 5-0, and nine touchdowns to two interceptions. But I think he could finally get his chance. Finally get his chance. And I've been talking about these quarterbacks, and there's one team that has not replaced the one that left. The one that left. Bridgewater is going to the New England Patriots on a two-year, $22 million deal, $18 million guaranteed, and Bill Belichick has his new starting quarterback. That's my prediction for Teddy Bridgewater. So to wrap it up, Drew Brees back with the Saints, two-year, $56 million, $34 million guaranteed. Dak Prescott back with the Cowboys, franchise tag or multi-year deal. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Bucks on a two-year, $62 million all-guaranteed contract. Phillip Rivers, Indianapolis Colts on a two-year, $48 million contract, $30 million guaranteed. Ryan Tannehill, back to Tennessee on a three-year, $75 million, $55 million guaranteed contract. Jameis Winston, Los Angeles Chargers, one year and $24 million, all guaranteed. Marcus Mariota will battle out in Chicago against Mitch Trubisky as he signs there in a one-year deal. And Teddy Bridgewater 
will replace Tom Brady in New England on a two-year contract. Those are my free agent quarterback predictions. I'm probably completely wrong. I have a lot of uh, moving chairs going on here, which never really happened, but it's more fun to think it will. So that is why I have these players going to where I had them going. And that's part of the free agent fun and the offseason fun is trying to predict where these guys go. Again, sometimes it never happens. It would be very rare to have this many quarterbacks changing teams. We do know about Phillip Rivers. It has been said already that he will not be back with the Chargers. Other than that, we just don't know. However, it is more fun to keep uh, predicting these guys playing elsewhere. So that's it for me on this. I will be back with some free agent predictions on the other positions, including wide receivers, some running backs, and some, you know, some top defensive players as well. Please go to fantasyshed.com. You can get this where you can find this podcast as well as the article on the free agent predictions and much, much more. This is the offseason. We have some mock drafts coming up and some rookie previews of some of the players entering the draft as well as more free agent stuff as we head into, you know, the good part of the offseason in the NFL. Well, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed on air. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com for information on upcoming episodes as we help guide you to a fantasy football championship.